0: Welcome to the Word from Bethlehem Lutheran Church. I'm Pastor Abigail Zhang Hoffman. And I'm Pastor Amy Walter Peterson. Thanks for dwelling in the Word with us today. Today's reflection comes from Luke, the 12th chapter, beginning with verse 32. I'll put a reference in the show notes for today if you'd like to read the gospel before hearing this reflection. I'm curious to know if you've ever had the pleasure of putting together flat back furniture from Ikea or Walmart or Target. There's this moment when you've taken all of the pieces out of the box. You have located the joiners and the inevitable Allen wrench that has been included. You've gotten to about step four or five in the cryptic instructions. The first couple of steps are always super easy but really hard to undo. And so you are well into that inevitable chaos. You've invested time and energy and you have gone just far enough that you can't simply put it all back together anymore in the box and return it to the store. At this point, you know that, come what may, you are in it till the bitter end. This is the point that the anxiety sets in. Since late June, we have been working our way through the middle of Luke's Gospel. Jesus has set his face toward Jerusalem and told his disciples exactly what lies ahead—death and resurrection. There is no turning back for them either. We are still a good seven chapters away from Jesus triumphal entry into Jerusalem, and there's lots more that's going to happen on this road. But at this point in the journey, the excitement and the newness of what lies ahead with Jesus has worn off. The crowds are getting the idea that Jesus is inviting them into a world shifting way of life where we think and pray about the needs of a community and not just our own. They have heard him caution a man who seeks more of the family inheritance, and they are realizing that they are not headed toward anything that will be called successful by the norms of their day or ours. The anxiety for them has set in. We know this not because of anything that the crowds do or say, though we have a hint from Martha whose home Jesus visited a few weeks ago. We heard about her many tasks that kept her distracted and unable to join Mary in receiving the better part, the presence of Jesus as he came to their home. We know that the anxiety has set in because Jesus starts talking about it in clear and unambiguous language in today's gospel. At the end of last week's gospel, we heard Jesus warn the crowd against the desire for more that leads us to store up treasures for themselves instead of being rich toward God. And immediately following those words we heard last week and before the gospel reading today, Jesus addresses the worry that grips his followers. He says to them, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or about your body, what you will wear. For life is more than food and the body more than clothing. Consider the ravens. They neither sow nor reap. They have neither storehouse storehouse nor barn. And yet God feeds them. Of how much more value are you than the birds? Consider the lilies, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin, yet I tell you, even Solomon in all his glory was not clothed like one of these. But if God so clothes the birds of the the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, how much more will he clothe you, you of little faith? And do not keep striving for what you are to eat and what you are to drink, and do not keep worrying Instead, strive for the kingdom, and these things will be given to you as well. Jesus continues in this vein in today's gospel reading when he says, Do not be afraid. It is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. The disciples who travel the road with Jesus are filled with anxiety about what lies ahead. Their path may not be our path, but we know the emotional response that leads Jesus to speak these words to them and, frankly, to us. As we learned from Martha, worry distracts us. And as Jesus says, anxiety puts us in a posture of unhealthy striving, trying to do more, be more, have more. Worry and anxiety are symptoms of the fear that lives in us, the fear that we haven't done enough, or we don't have enough, or that we aren't enough. In times of crisis and distress, fear is a natural response, but it is also deadly because it leads us to cling tight to whatever it is that we are afraid of losing. In her sermon three weeks ago, Pastor Hoffman shared the worries that distract her these days. She talked about how she's worried about the world that feels more broken by the day, worried about the church and disturbing downward trends about participation in religious communities, worried what's happened to all the kids and youth and families who just aren't here anymore, Worried about the elderly who are even more isolated because of the pandemic and fragile health. Worried about the toll that the past few years has taken on marriages and mental health. Well, I'm here to tell you those aren't just Pastor Hoffman's worries. Those are mine as well. In the face of these worries, I want to cling to all that I know about the world and about the church. I find myself wanting to return to patterns of work and ministry that are familiar, if no longer effective. As a congregation, we may see what's going on around us and be tempted to hunker down, preserve, and cling to what remnants of ministry we still recognize. Notice what Jesus says to those who share our fears in today's gospel. Do not be afraid. It is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. Sell your possessions. Give alms. Be dressed for action and have your lamps lit like those who are waiting. In times of crisis and distress, fear and worries are natural responses. We cling tight. But in reminding us of God's good pleasure to give us the kingdom, Jesus offers us a way forward not clinging in fear, but releasing our frightened grip on what we know, what we have, even on what we want. Jesus knows that it is God's good pleasure for us to embrace an abundant life that God intends for us and the church and God's beloved world. In the midst of the worries, the anxiety, and the fear that grips us in this time, Our temptation to hold tight to what we have is real. But trusting that God gives us the kingdom, Jesus invites us to release our frightened grip on our money, our possessions, and everything that we cling to. As a church that seeks to follow the way of Jesus, trusting that it is God's desire to give us what we need to live, Jesus invites us also to release our grip on the treasure that we cling to. This is one reason why Bethlehem Lutheran recently gave away $30,000 in grants to three organizations in the Greater Rochester area. We as a congregation had surplus funds but we didn't want to hold on to them. And so we asked a team to make recommendations about sharing those dollars. As they did their work and made their recommendations, the team spent time discerning how could letting go of this financial treasure deepen the engagement of Bethlehem's collective heart in the work that these organizations do. As we continue to look ahead to the ministry that we are called to do as a congregation, it's worth continuing to ask, what are we being asked to let go of in order to receive what God desires for us to live a more abundant life as a congregation? What are we being asked to let go of in terms of our time and commitments and even beloved traditions in order to share faith with new generations, in order to respond to the isolation of those around us, in order to care for the invisible wounds that affect so many children, youth, and adults in our midst? Those are the very real questions that we are called to wrestle with and ask in this time. And we do this with a clear promise from Jesus. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. We start by paying attention to what it is that we are clinging to. What are you clinging to? What do you find yourself in your daily life having a hard time letting go of? Friend, our value as God's beloved children is secure. We cannot do anything to make ourselves more or less precious to God. And so we practice letting go and then being prepared to see what God has waiting for us. In your week ahead, friends, I invite you the greatest joy in letting go and seeing what God has in store for you. I hope you have a great week. We hope you've been fed by the Word this week. Don't miss an episode. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And share your feedback with us at theword at blcfairport.org. And if you'd like to learn more about Bethlehem Lutheran Church or support the ministry we share, including this podcast, please visit www.blcfairport.org.